What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Bleacher Banter Podcast, presented by Bleacher Fan Sports. Tommy Bun's out on vacation this week, but me and Sully are here. We got a lot to talk about across the NBA, the NFL, and even baseball. Um, but let's uh, start it off in the NFL, citing week six, and as we head into week seven, but the most exciting thing, I guess, to happen is today news came out, a report that the Miami Dolphins and Houston Texans could, at as soon as this week, complete a trade that would land Deshaun Watson in Miami. Uh, how do we feel about this? I mean, I feel like it's been a long time coming. Uh, at least the Dolphins have been one of those teams that has always consistently been in the rumor set. Um, always been a team that he reportedly would accept a trade to. Uh, but it nothing ever formulated because it's Deshaun Watson. Um I mean, a lot of there's a lot of extenuating circumstances, but uh, Dolphins are one in five, so all of a sudden, extenuating circumstances probably start to matter a little less. Uh, do you think we finally see a resolution to this? I kind of hope so. Um, you know, it's tough because his uh, deposition or whatever isn't until February, so it would be a risk. I'm assuming they wouldn't be the Dolphins wouldn't be giving as much as they normally would. Um, there's still, but also, uh, it's also, he's not suspended or anything right now. So I guess he could play if he was traded. Yeah. That was, that was kind of my next question. Like, does he play uh, for Miami? I, I mean, Houston's just, I just sitting him on the bench. If he, if Miami trades for him, they try to play him. It's just a matter of, if, if Roger steps in and how, how could you not step in? How could he not even get some sort of, oh my God, it's mind boggling. Like the amount of. The things that happen to these guys for pot or this or that, and you know, it's it's just crazy to me that there's been nothing, no commissioner's list or or anything. Uh, it it doesn't make sense to me. I think Goodell looks like a joke continuously. I know we uh, we had the Gruden thing, but I think uh, that which was funny what, what what Gruden called him, and I think we all agree with that probably. But it, it's just it's just so odd to me. I just can't I can't put my finger on what why is, they can't do anything. It is crazy the lack of the, the difference in accountability for this. Like obviously, there's you know at this point we have to give them the benefit of the doubt. It's an accusation, not a conviction. Um, and there I be, are there criminal charges filed yet, or are they just? It, investigating criminal charges. I'm pretty sure there are criminal cha uh, criminal charges. I thought there were. So that's, I mean, that's like, people in the league have been put on the commissioner's exempt list for that, a hundred percent. Of course. Um, I mean, you just, you just gotta wait till things get sorted out. Um, exactly. I mean, I think, yeah. wasn't Antonio Brown put on that list for like, you know that like incident he had at his house, the domestic violence thing, where there was like a million cop cars and he was live streaming it. Yeah, he was because it was just it was ridiculous. Yeah, it I was mean, bad. yeah. Granted, there's video of that and he did it, but like, well, there's not like a video of him committing domestic violence or you know anything. But there was video of the, of cops at his house. Um, but I mean, under no circumstances is. <laughs> That even the charges Antonio Brown was accused of close to the charges that uh, Deshaun Watson is accused of. You know, if they're both guilty, Deshaun Watson is far worse of an offender than anything Antonio Brown has been accused of. Um, so yeah, yeah it, by it, far, it doesn't even like it's not even comparable. You know, I mean, what you know, it, we don't have to say how bad fucking sexual assault is, and you know. It's it's clear, um, but the magnitude of the amount of women that it is is just it's further shocking that he nothing has been done. You know, um, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't really get it. I don't really get it. Uh, and, and it is not there's it, it no like team imposed suspension either. You know, like he's just getting know. paid money. He's, he's, yeah, I don't know he's how it keeps... works. Like from a I don't know how it works from a, a roster standpoint, but can't you just like suspend a guy for contract? Conduct, conduct detrimental to the team. Oh, I mean, there's I guess, probably a like, million ways. I guess the NFLPA would come after him because, like, he technically hasn't done anything wrong yet. He technically isn't 
doing conduct detrimental to the team. Like he was showing up at training camp. He was coming to work out. You know what I mean? Like it's bullshit. It's a technicality, but like, I, I feel like the, like by like association, the NFLPA would be forced to defend him on that just to maintain his salary, you know? I guess, but Zeke got suspended for something he didn't even do. So I know, I know. That's the that's the so. thing. But was Zeke? I don't I don't remember if Zeke was like put on the list bef- while that was being sorted out. If he was, then this is. I mean, it only further like makes it unacceptable that Deshaun Watson isn't on some type of I can't play list. Mm-hmm. You know, it just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Um, but you know. I, it would be interesting to see if Miami actually pulled the trigger and how much less they would have to pay for him. Because at this point, you're you're taking a massive risk, especially if there's criminal charges. You trade two first-round picks for the guy, and then he goes to fucking jail, career over. Like that's a that's a franchise ruiner. You know, I don't think his career will ever be over, even if he went to jail. I think his talent is is so high. Where in the past we well, I mean, how long it, are you I mean, going to jail for for fucking twenty three counts of sexual assault? I don't I'm think sure you're not be... going to jail for three weeks or six months. I mean, even if it was a year or two, I think he'd still have a career. I, mean, I don't you think it'd be longer than a year or two. I think he'd still I have no idea on the criminal code. And I know I have no idea how that's like, you know, I mean, uh, it, it, dealt would, with it would compared to, but like to me, sexual assault is like get... the step below rape, right? Yeah. But, but, but people serve three, four, six, not even any time for rape sometimes, many times. That's crazy. And it would it would get it would get yeah it is crazy it would get it would get pleaded down, um you know they always do that like they you know they always plead down to like make sure they get them and if they have like an eighty percent you know chance to get them they'll take the hundred percent and you know chop it in half or whatever so um, yeah yeah and you know and rather put everyone through you know the the people through all that testifying and everything. That's, so. that's the, that's what they get them on. That's what, that's yeah, what that's really what... like that makes them do is because they don't, these people don't want to relive that trauma and it's, it's understandable, but it, it's a really yeah, shitty it's... side of the justice system. Yeah. But it, you know, it, it, as shitty as it is, I'm sure there's instances where you really, it's needed, you know, where someone's innocent and you need to get those people on the stand, those accusers. Yeah. I mean, it is. You have your day in court, and that's not easy for some. But you gotta, you know. Yeah, it's the price of it's the price of both being charged with a crime and both being. Well, I guess if you're charged, you don't have you can plead the fifth and not have to do it. I mean, you can as a witness, you can you can plead the fifth too, right? You just it weakens the yeah, it just would look good. Case. Yeah, yeah. I guess. I mean, I guess it looks just yeah, you, as bad you, as as like a person not getting on the stand for themselves. You know, pleading the fifth themselves. In, yeah. As a defendant, so mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a fucking st- it's. It might be the stickiest situation in the NFL in a long time, you know. Because I feel like Michael Vick. Like even when we went back to that one, I mean, I'm not saying what Michael did. Michael Vick did was in any way good, but it, we're talking about animals versus people. It's a different. It's a different ball game here. Um, and then you bring in the sexual element, and it you know makes it even worse. So. I just don't and, and depends, the, the depends who you ask. Depends who you ask. Some people think too. dogs is worse. Yeah, well, so, I mean, listen, you know, I, I I love me a dog, but it's not worse. You know, a, a violent crime against a person is not is worse than a violent crime. Well, against I think it, I think it could. Well, it's not apples to apples to apples because one's violent and one's, you know, one might not be as violent as the, as the other. Um, yeah, but I mean, I, I think. I, I mean, I think they're both defenseless, but I think yes. dogs appear much more defenseless, which is why it can be seen, you know. I see that point. I see that point. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I also – my second point was I think Vic was – it was sorted out pretty quickly. Like there was no – this is – fuck, we're going on a year now of this not being like from the first rumblings to this being sorted out. You know, it'll be over a year by the time it – like he has his day in court, right? Or the deposition, or whatever you said in February, that'll be more yeah. than a year, or maybe about a year, because I, I don't think it happened before the season, right? Like or during what the season, I should, it happened after the season, is what I'm saying. The allegations. Yeah, yeah, it happened right after the season. 
Okay, yeah. So then it would be approaching a year when he finally gets on the stand, which is crazy. Vic wasn't that long. I know that for a fact. Plaxico wasn't that long. I mean, obviously, Plaxico's way different than the other two, but these these issues seem to get sorted out much quicker, and this is just a... It's been a mess from the get-go, um, both in the accusations and the way it's been handled. But I don't know. I mean, do you make that trade if you're Miami? Let's call it two uh, first-round picks and Tua. Do you make that deal? I I do, because what do you have to lose? You thought you had your... I mean, all I heard was Brian Flores is the, the greatest coach in the world for... Maybe he's a good coach. I don't know. I really don't know how he is as a coach. I heard he was the greatest coach in the world. Haven't heard him say, been called the terrible coach. I, I just don't... I don't understand it. What like what is what is Brian Flores right now? What What is the roster right now? The roster is not as good as we thought it was. Um, the O-line looks bad. The defense looks horrible. You have some receivers. You have some. You have a decent back. You have a. I don't they really got think guys you have, on both sides. Like they got talent. They got. Names. They do, but I. I don't think you have a quarterback. I mean, I don't think you have a quarterback. I mean, you you certainly don't have a top twenty quarterback. So in that essence, you really don't have a quarterback because you're not winning without a top twenty quarterback. So you know, they last year could be kind of fluky. I think it's kind of fluky. Fair to say it was fluky. Um, yeah. Their defense and, was great uh, last year. Like, right now, they have a worse record than the Jets because the Jets have played one last game, but they're, they have a worse record than the Jets. So, yeah. like, that's that's concerning. Like, the Jets are probably, I don't know, what do you think, the worst, second, third worst team? Probably the second worst? I mean, Certainly I don't top know. five, certainly. Oh, I think it's lower. Yeah, definitely lower. Um, I, I, I don't know, like, but, like, they beat the Titans, obviously, but the Texans, like, sometimes, maybe the Texans are worse. Maybe the Texans are worse. They only beat the Jags, and maybe the Texans are the worst, and the Jets, and probably the Jags, and then probably, like, the Falcons and Giants and yeah, those type second, of teams. second tier of teams. I mean, I, and the Lions, too. Lions, too. I forgot about Lions, too. But they, they played some competitive games. You know, I feel like the, Gi- the Lions have been more competitive than the Giants this year, and the Giants have a win, you know? Yeah, no, I, I think I think the Lions are better than the record shows, and then they get the doors blown out by the Bengals when they're. Yeah, you would have thought that that way. they're a massive underdog this week. I think they're like fifteen or sixteen point underdog. Who are they playing? Um, uh, fuck, uh, L.A. Uh, yeah, yeah, L.A. The Rams, not the Chargers. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of big spreads this week. I think Houston's a 17-point dog against the against the uh, Cardinals. That's another big one. Um, yeah, I, I saw it at 17 and a half at one point. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's an insane line. You almost like have to take it just as just because it's so many fucking points, you know. But then you look at a game like yeah. the Rams last week and they blow the doors off the Giants at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did. Not. I'm not really willing to say that the Texans are better than the Giants, you know, so. No, they're not. They're not. We'll see. Um, But, I mean, transitioning to uh, the association, NBA, uh, we got NBA opening night last night kicked off. Um, But before we touch upon that, we want to talk about the Ben Simmons drama. The NBA soap opera continues. Uh, The report is that Ben Simmons was – not cooperating in practice yesterday and after being told to join in on some defensive drills he refused and doc rivers said get the fuck out so he did and he reportedly went to the strip club for the day shift right after that so that's another wrinkle to the the delilah's i've heard i don't i've never uh been a patron at that establishment but people in philly seem to know it um but yeah he he left practice and reportedly went straight to the strip club and uh, now he's kind of... Wait, I didn't know this. The strip club element? I didn't even hear this part. Yeah, it came out this morning that he uh, reportedly went to the strip club after. There was a... I I believe a guy from a Philly newspaper credited a source that he knew that said confirmed sighting of Ben Simmons at this strip club in Philly. Uh, about 10 minutes away from the practice facility after he got kicked out sometime yesterday afternoon. So um, I guess he went to blow off a little steam, you know, but to each his own. But uh, that's that's the rumor on the street. 
And Ben Simmons' situation is, you know, as Watson is the biggest mess in the NFL, Ben Simmons is the biggest mess in the NBA. Um, I don't know. I can't remember a more diva situation than this in the NBA in recent years. Can you? I mean, guys just outright refusing to play, even in practice? I, I. Yeah, I mean, people have done that before, but just the manner in which he's done it, and there's no justification on his side. I heard someone explaining his side, and they were like, oh, the, uh, the, uh, I forgot who it was, but they were like, I think it was Rick Bucher, and he was saying, like, well, they, they embarrassed, he was saying from his point of view, they embarrassed you after the season ended, and now this is your time embarrassing, and now you're getting back embarrassing them. Like, I, let's start with the first part. Ben Simmons embarrassed himself. There, no one embarrassed, embarrassed Ben Simmons. Himself. He made he made he he didn't take a layup. A third grader could have made it in an NBA game. He, he he or maybe let's say sixth grader. A sixth grader could have made that could have made that layup in his positioning. Go right up, lay it off the glass. It, yeah. it, it, it literally and and Ben Simmons is one of the best dunkers in the league. So um, secondly. Uh, the Sixers don't look bad at all through this. They don't look bad at all. But Joel Embiid's like, yeah, fuck this dude. I don't give a shit. Like, they're all down more. He's just staying low, doing his due diligence, not taking low ball, not taking low ball offers. I don't know what the Sixers are doing wrong here. You could say they should have taken a deal deal earlier. They're asking for too much, but they're not handling it unclassy or anything at all. They're, They're doing a great job of handling it, in my opinion. So, um... Ben Simmons again. You're embarrassing yourself. What like, what 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 case is there for anything other than that right now? I, I, I that was and that was Rick Buecher. I think he was trying to say from his point of view. But again, that's and that whole thought process is embarrassing in itself. He's a joke. I hope I hope anything in bad happens to that guy. I've I've I as I said I I've heard stories. Uh, he always seemed like a condescending prick. He is a condescending prick. Clearly. Um, there's, he seems like he has no positive qualities as a human being, not one. He, yeah. he seems like there's, there's nothing, nothing good. He, he's a really, and as a basketball player, he's a good defender and passer, and he's tall, so he can be bad. Other than that, like, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know who would even want Ben Simmons. How would you want this guy in your team? I don't, ooh, ooh. I don't get it either. I mean, dude, when you, when you have, when you're at a point where your teammates are openly saying, fuck you. And it's like, not only is it your teammates, it's the star player, the franchise player that's just openly saying, fuck you. I mean, so Ben Simmons' his game is declining, or at very least not improving at all. He's not a hard worker, and he now confirmed doesn't care about his teammates or his team. We've long expected this for a while. Now, all of that is unarguable fact. That's just... That just is, you know, who wants to, who wants to trade for that? You're right. That sounds like a guy you want to trade for, you know? And by the way, he's got a massive contract to go along with it for four more fucking years. What? I don't understand what they, you know, people are talking about why isn't Maury traded him, blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, like you have to assume they're going to take a little bit of a discount at this point, but Jesus, you can't sell the guy for... A mid-tier first-round pick and a couple of role players, you know. Yeah, I mean, at this point, you know, if you get eighty cents on the dollar, awesome. Like, I, I like yeah. you're, that's you're, exactly you're, what I'm saying. You're expected to get eighty cents on the dollar, but you, you also aren't expected to get forty cents on the dollar. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and and, and Daryl Morey's done a really good job, I think, in a lot of. He's, I mean, he never won a championship with the Rockets, and he's done things a different way, and um, you know, he's not. Perfect, but I, you know, I think looking what he's done with this roster, um, seeing what he's done with like with this roster, I think he's done a, a pretty good job overall. Um, and he's, you know, he's trying to get the. I mean, obviously, you're going to start high. You're going to start high with with your offers. You're not going to eventually. He's going to he's going to accept something less than a dollar for a dollar. Eventually, he will. But the the higher he starts. You know, eventually maybe someone can meet them in between. He's probably not going to get a C.J. McCollum. He's probably not going to get a Bradley Beal, clearly at this point. Um, but who knows? Maybe you get a couple young, up-and-coming players who haven't panned out yet to a team that's struggling early. Uh, maybe the Lakers don't figure it out. Uh, maybe, 
you know, a team that's ready to compete now freaks out and says, we need to change something. We need some exuberance. We need some, we need a new look. You know, maybe they, Lakers are like Russell Westbrook isn't working out. Um, you know, I'm not saying Russell Westbrook's the answer, but I mean, Russell Westbrook sure as fuck a lot better than Ben Simmons for them. Give me, give me Ben Simmons any day of the week over him. All right. Um, all right, so transitioning to other NBA, we had opening night last night. I'm more of a, a happy, uh, you know, thing in the NBA that we're, we're talking about here. Uh, but we had the, the Lakers taking on the Warriors and the uh, Nets taking on the Bucks in their championship parade or championship banner night. Um, Lakers didn't look so hot, neither did the Nets. Uh, how do we feel about the Nets? Do they? Do you think not having Kyrie takes them out of the championship conversation, or are we just you know classic fans overreacting to one one night? You know. Well, they're not as bad as they showed last night. Clearly, we know that. Um, but I don't think they're a championship team without Kyrie. Um, I just don't. I don't know how you can tell me that they're better without Kyrie. Um, I know there's Kyrie teams that have been better without in the past and, you know, like the Celtics and whatnot. But uh, Harden is, I don't know. I mean, Harden's good. Harden's obviously great. But, you know, Harden as your two with with KD. You got uh, LA, who's old and has health questions. You have... Great sharpshooter and Joe Harris, who's struggling based on the you know what we've seen. But he's a very good player, and then Blake Griffin, who I don't think is very good. Um, so, you know, I I mean it's it's and what is what what is Harden? Harden's more of an ISO player. KD can pass, but he's at best when he's got the ball in their hands. I think it makes some things easier in regards of who's shooting the ball at the end of that, but and like that, but. Uh, you just you have so little room for error now because if one of them gets hurt or is in trout foul trouble, I mean you're you're screwed. You're yeah. you're absolutely screwed. Um, I mean, with I, one I, of I, them, like you're saying, they're just not a championship team. With one of them, you know, if you're if you're one of them gets yeah. hurt or one of them gets in foul trouble or you have to play a game down the stretch without one of them, unless we see KD go off like he did that one game last year in the play, he you know he had like fifty something. Um, or 48 or something like that. There's yeah. no, they're not winning a game against a, a true contender, you know, especially no, a playoff not, game. They're not, they're not winning the game is right. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, I thought last year they had a, you know, they had a good chance cause they had, if they were healthy, but you know, with no Kyrie and then Harden extremely compromised that really, really hurt really hurt them uh so you you figure if you get the three of them healthy if you have the three of them healthy uh they they have a shot they have a shot they figured out their defense got a lot better at the end of the stretch which was my concern and the deep and in the playoffs they were playing much better defense which i was very surprised about um seems like a situation with them it's like you know regular season going through the motions you know i mean i, I don't blame them i don't blame them because how many games is these guys have played, and and they know at the end of the day, it don't matter. It doesn't matter if they're the five, the six, the four, the two. It doesn't it doesn't matter as long as they're not like the eight, really. It really doesn't matter, and they would never be that. So they gotta like stay healthy and load manage. But without Kyrie, I think conference finals is probably their ceiling from for me. Uh, they're not beating the Bucks. We saw they couldn't beat him last year with the Bucks. I mean, you know, and I think the Bucks are just as good, and I think they look just as hungry. Um, that could have been a classic Bucks, you know, that could have been a Super Bowl Finals hangover. And why not? It's because it's Giannis. It's he, his team is not going to ever play lethargic and like like they uh, are entitled to anything. They're always going to take his demeanor. And and Middleton's a great player not a great and he's a great player and he's always a hard worker that's how he is what he is yeah and drew holiday's hard nose we saw it in the finals we we saw it in the especially in the olympics um and you see it in defense you see it in you know you see it in the type of defense guys play 
all three of those guys are very good. Very good. If I mean, Giannis and Drew are exceptional, and Middleton's a very good defender. So, you know, effort is such a big thing defensively, I think, in, in the NBA. Because these guys are all top-notch athletes. Of course. Um, P.J. Tucker can guard centers and power forwards on a regular basis because of his effort, his tenacity, his, uh, you know, partially his skill and his, his ability to his lower center of gravity. But a lot of it is IQ and effort and those things and, and, and willingness to be a defender. Like, you know, I, I think James Harden has gotten a lot better as a defender, uh, uh, just giving more effort than he was four or five years ago. Um, not to say he's a great defender at all, or he's even a good defender, but, but, you know, when Harden is playing and playing hard and, and engaged defensively in the playoffs, he's a much better defender. Uh, who, who's to say what that is? I don't know if it's average, decent, whatever, but he, he's playing defense. Like he wouldn't, he used to not give any effort and it was so apparent, but he, he can be, he's capable of being a decent to good defender. Um, if you're quick enough to do what you are on offense, you can move the feet on defense. It's just. You know, the NBA doesn't pay for that. P.J. Tucker making $40 million a year? No, he's not. Is maybe a, even a better defender. Was was Tony Allen ever making $25 million a year? No. Yeah. Yeah, and again, I don't blame them for, you know, these guys not taking possessions off because the, the league doesn't reward defense. And if it does, you have to be a two-way player. You have to be a Jimmy Butler. You have to be a Clay Thompson. You have to have the offensive element. Without that... You just don't have it. Yeah, I mean, you know, I guess then transitioning to the Lakers, you kind of have the the same type of situation where, you know, transitioning from the Nets to the Lakers, you kind of have the same type of thing where it, we thought, what we thought would happen did happen on night one, um, where Westbrook kind of struggled to fit in. Um, he had an, uh, an abysmal game. I think he was like eight, you know, th- three for 20 from the field. So, but the reason I didn't comment on that was I, I, I passed out very early. I'm normally late, late, up late. I passed out like 10, 20 and, uh, and I, I passed out early and I saw the stats when I woke up and holy shit, Russ, we give you a lot of crap, but we didn't expect you to even be that bad. Yeah. I mean, because that that, wasn't, did, that was like beyond. Yeah. I'm not fitting in. That was I'm I'm playing awful basketball tonight. I I, I and the, it's it's I mean being a dead horse, but it's like it's like oh for four from three after your first three. Okay, Ross, you want to take a second one? All right, all right. After your first two threes, you have the audacity to take another three, and then after the third miss, you have the audacity to take a fourth one. Yeah. Dude, what are you what are you doing? On a night when you can barely make a layup. Floor. Yeah, bro, to, like layups and mid-range is your bread and butter. That's your bread and butter. That's what you got to do. If Russell Westbrook had better decision making and IQ, he could be one of the best basketball players I think ever. I think he could be an all-time great. And some people will say he's an all-time great and we can obviously defend that very easily with his lack of winning in the playoffs and being able to be stopped and certain metrics, but if he had certain IQ and decision, and I think he's a smart, I'm sure he's not dumb. Like, like you know, I'm, I'm sure he's aware of it. You saw him get better on the Wizards with it. You saw him get get better towards the end of the year um, with, uh, who was he just with? Why am I blanking? Washington and, and the Rockets. The Rockets. Right? Yeah, I mean, you saw you saw him, him get better as the year. His field goal percentage got better, obviously, because he was taking less threes. And then he's a pretty efficient player, actually, aside from on the line. He's, he's decently efficient, 45, 46, 47%. He's had seasons like that, which is very solid for a point guard. And then he's shooting so many threes. He's shooting 41, 42 from, from the field, which isn't acceptable for someone of his caliber. So eight points, 0 of 4 from three. What was it? 4 of 20 from the field. Oh, my God. Russ, you – it's just I, – I don't know what to say. If Russ is playing like that, they're not they're – not, they're not, uh, you know, going to win the finals. No, yeah, that's and that's really how these teams are being, you know, gay. That's how we're gauging these teams. You know, if, if the Lakers can't win the finals, then it's a law. It's a failed season. And same with the Nets. You know, the Nets are, are even more so because they've really mortgaged their future for this present team. The next, I mean, it could only be this year. Like that that's what people don't realize. The Nets could very well not have um Kyrie or Harden next year. 
you know? I believe KD re-signed, right? Or he... Yeah, he did. So he's... KD is probably a net for the rest of his career. I think Harden will return, and... But even still, why, uh... You know, why would they be title contenders with just the two of them when when teams are constantly getting better? Uh, Will Harden return, though? What if Philly says, yeah, come on over, and we'll do a sign-and-trade for Tobias Harris? And yeah, I mean, then that's a, that's that's definitely a realistic option, and Dow Morey definitely could pull something off off like that. Because Morey and Harden uh, have a good relationship. I, right. I think it's I think his relationship with D'Antoni soured in the end, but I, I believe that him and him and uh, Morey still have a good relationship. Well, well, I mean, D'Antoni's just I, I I know you're not the biggest Harden guy either, but I know if you picked if you had to pick Harden or D'Antoni, I know you're taking Harden. Oh, of course. I mean, I'm taking yeah. Harden over every coach in the league. You know, a coach well, yeah, is a coach. No, but I mean, I mean, like, you know, I mean, uh, in a comparative sense. I mean, in a comparative sense. Oh, of, yes, yes. Of I think Harden as a as a great player compared to you know Harden as a, you know a great player compared to D'Antoni compared to yes, in their respective know, fields, I would give Harden's resume the nod. Yeah, because like I think Harden can be a champion. I do think he can be a champion. Like I said, if they're all three of them healthy, they're probably the champs. I mean, the Bucks aren't aren't the Bucks aren't winning that series if the three of them are healthy. No way, they're no. not. I know it's hard. You know, they're they're just not. It went to seven and uh, an inch away with a half Harden and two games of Kyrie and KD. So, you know, I, I, the Lakers. I still think the Lakers are contenders, um, and, and I think you know they could be an option for Ben Simmons if Russ really if you know if things don't go the way they they plan. I think the, the difference is the Lakers have proved their their championship team with only those two, you know? Yeah. Russ is just, just he's like, house money. They're playing with house money with Russ, but you know, house money can get dangerous once you run out of house money and you start dipping into what you already have. You know, that's kind of like what they Russ was minus 23 last night in plus minus LeBron and AD, I believe were both minus two. So it's really not difficult to see where the problem lies last night, you know? I know plus yeah. minus isn't everything, but it's something. It's certainly not nothing. And it was abysmal last night. So, I mean, it, it, and look out for that Warriors team too. I mean, they if they get Clay back in, you know, 85, 90% of what he was, they're absolutely a contender. I I don't see how yeah, they're, they're not a top they're three team in the West. They're, they're definitely a contender. And what what's going on with the Clippers? Is like is Kawhi done for the year, or is he gonna maybe make an appearance in in you know the in April, March, type thing? I I think it's gonna be like a March April type thing. I'm just so uh, I'm so sick of Kawhi. That's another player I'm so sick of. Kawhi, we always thought he was never a diva because he never talked. He never did this. Uh, I know you like he's Kawhi. a diva behind closed doors. I I just love Kawhi's game. I love Kawhi's yeah, game. Yeah, I, no, I, I respect everything about his game. Plays plays defense just as well as he plays offense. Arguably better, and he's a he's a top fifteen offensive player in the game. Yeah, yeah, he's a top he's a top five player for sure when he's when he's when he's healthy. Um, and you could say three or four or you know, yeah, we've seen we've seen unarguably what, top what five. Yeah, but um, oh my god, there's always so much baggage with Kawhi. There's like, like, like he's always like hurt. There's always something nagging. It's always this. It's always that. Like he partially tore towards ACL, and uh, like I don't know what the hell that means. That, People, I, I wondered that if that had like a you know if a partial tear does that mean he only has like you know half the amount of recovery? Does he only recover for six months instead of twelve? You know, or eight months instead I, of twelve? So like, like, and like nowadays with the, like, like in the you know the acl world like these guys nine ten months and they can get back and like they do like you see burrow and you know like people do it in routinely eight nine ten months now it used to be like a year now it's really you know it's a lot quicker now um so and you know that's our basic logic i'm just like you know let's give them 10 months let's say on a full one you know a, a partial tear can't be more than seven or eight when some people are doing eight on a normal one right yeah. So, so, you know, like it, it can't be longer. So it's really, really confusing. You never know. You never know with Kawhi. You never know what he's thinking. Uh, I think Kawhi's always going to jump to the next best option. And maybe a lot of players do in a sense, but he's always like, 
Like he like he, always he seems would drop ready to you. Go. Yeah, he always seems ready to go. Like there's like because there's no emotion with Kawhi. There's I don't no think. Emotion. I don't think if he was anywhere but Los Angeles because it's his hometown and because his family is there. I don't think he would have stayed with the team. He like if he played for the you know whatever the Miami Heat you know another Boston Celtics like another big franchise Chicago Bulls. I think he would have left to go to another team after last season if it ended the same way and he was hurt and whatever. You know what I mean? Like, if it was the mm-hmm. same situation and he was anywhere but his hometown, I think he would have left. I think non-basketball reasons kept him in, in Los Angeles, or with the Clippers at least. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I would I would probably agree with that. He's... Uh... But because of that, I think they're not, they're not going to... like. I mean, obviously he's there for four years, but and the Clippers are never going to trade him because they mortgaged their whole future to get him, similar to the way the Nets did with Harden. Um, so I don't think they ever let him go. And Paul George just signed to Max, so they got both those guys locked up for the next four years, and I believe Paul George for the next five. So mm-hmm. they're committed to that duo, and you know, <sighs> whatever they can make work around it. You know, I guess there's, in a sense, it's good. You're never going to be terrible. It's just about finding that right mix of players around them. But, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, the Lakers have been able to do it. The Lakers, what, they have like eight new players this year, nine new players on a 14-man roster, 15-man roster? Yeah, the Lakers really, really did a great job with their with their roster and getting steals like Malik Monk and Kendrick Nunn. Yeah, I mean, Nunn. I, I know you were worried about how they'd fill it out. I, I really thought they would be able to fill it out, but... There is an older team, but like the guys like Monk and Nunn, and the, the they're gonna need those young guys when when players are missing games and out, and people are gonna miss time in the playoffs. And like Monk's a guy that can drop twenty a night. Like like I'm not yeah. saying he'll average twenty twenty. Obviously, he would never on this roster. But like, but on a given Malik night, Monk is he has yeah ability. on a given night he can easily yeah. And we've seen Malik. I mean, Monk didn't he get didn't hot. he drop fifty? Didn't he drop fifty in a game this year? A forty something? Who Monk or Nunn? Monk, he dropped forty or fifty something. He did. He had year. a big game. He had a big game. It was forty something. Um, but yeah, he, I mean, I, I think that was like the one thing that was never questioned about him was his scoring ability when he came out. But it, it, he just it didn't really translate in Charlotte, you know. Um, well, you, you think? I mean, other than that one year or so, uh, it, it kind of became a crowded backfield with with ball, last year with Lamelo and Devonte Graham, and I think they have another decent guard too. Um, they, had a lot, they have another guard, too, I can't think of. But those two guys, you know, Devontae Graham's a very, you know, two years ago, I think he was most improved player or, or running for or He was in the running for it. I think Siakam won it. But, um, and then, you know, I mean, Ball's obviously playing. You know, those two guys are playing minutes. And then they, they had another guy. Who's the other guard playing a lot of minutes on Charlotte? Um, Terry Rozier. Yeah, Terry Rozier. Terry Who they Rozier, just I mean, gave the worst gave contract in sports money. to. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, Terry's obviously playing those three guys. And we're not Terry guys, but, you know, you got to pay him. You got to play him after you pay him. And so those three guys are playing. So now you're talking about, like, you know, a reserve eight to ten minute role. And when those guys were out, he did perform sometimes. So, um, you yeah, know, kudos to them for putting it together. We'll see if they can get it done. Uh, I don't really know who I think I, I'd pick right now. If I, if I'm going for going picks right now, um, I'd probably go. I would probably say this. I I'd think the Bucks are going to make it back. Uh, the Sixers, there's too much uncertainty right now, and I'm going to take the Lakers because I think whenever people get too high on LeBron, like we're going to win another one, he kind of like they don't win, and I'm not even saying it's his fault. And when people get too low on LeBron, like LeBron's done, everyone, like people are saying LeBron's done, like this, like LeBron just shows up. Like, I think people are a little too low on LeBron. I think he's going to prove people wrong. That's just how I feel with him. Like, you know, it's like, it's always like back and forth. Like, two years in Miami, we win, we're going for the three-peat. After the, well, after the first year in Miami, they're like, oh, this is a bust. Win two in a row, three-peats, 100% happening. Doesn't happen. It's always like up and down with the titles with like LeBron teams. Yeah. And I just feel like, I just feel like at this point, like LeBron went nuts this summer. He didn't have the playoffs. He didn't. He had the. He had. You know. He had the whole. You know. He didn't. He didn't. He had a lot of time off. He didn't really have much of the playoffs because just the losing in the first round. So he had a full off season for like one of the first times in his career to get healthy, get that ankle, high ankle healthy, and I think he's just gonna show out. 
Um, and I think you're just going to need Russ, and he's going to do everything he can to get Russ under his belt and his wing, and and and, and if AD can be healthy, I, I, obviously it's a big key. But so I'll say Lakers and and Bucks. It's not a sexy pick, I know, but I know what your pick will be, though. So I mean, I, I honestly don't, <laughs> I honestly don't hate that that pick. You know, I mean, I, I mean. What do you? I, I just don't see how you pick anyone besides Milwaukee in the East. I mean, Brooklyn. Yeah. You know, I no one like no one. Philly clearly is no longer a contender without Simmons. Not that they ever really were with him, but you got to figure they're going to take a step back at least in the play. Like they might be, you know, the the two or three seed in the in the regular season if they you know surprise people, but they're not going to beat the big guns in the they're not going to beat the bucks in a seven game series you know um outside of that you know what just to be different i do like your pick but i am gonna go with the milwaukee bucks facing off against the golden state warriors i knew it i knew it i, I who else I are you picking it. who else are you I, picking I, you know uh, you know what i mean like who you're you're I don't I don't think Denver can do it. I don't think the Clippers can do it without Kawhi. Even if he comes back, he's got so, you know, he's back so a month before the playoffs. Best best case scenario. Who do you pick? You know what I mean? Like but I think if the Clippers are healthy, they have a shot. I wouldn't pick them. I agree they have a shot, but um, I'm not I'm not picking them third year in a row and getting burned. Well, yeah, I mean it's it's about time you moved on fully, but fully. Uh, let's call the let's call the the Warriors and the Clippers hundred percent fully healthy, normal Clay, normal Kawhi. I'm taking the Warriors anyways. So um, it doesn't change my pick for me. I think it, I think it's I mean hundred percent. I I guess the Warriors. I guess the Warriors. I I just I guess Wiggins and um. And and Wiseman are kind of the question marks that would, I and they're they're intangibles. I don't really know what you're going to get from, but I think uh, I think Denver has a shot. I definitely think Denver has a shot. I think I think you know. Let's see how, how long they is look Jamal Murray with, out for too? That's another question because he got a torn ACL as well, right? Yeah, but Jamal Murray will come back way before. Jamal Murray. Yeah, he's, he's he got hurt halfway through the or not halfway, but like a little after towards the All Star break, right? Towards the, towards the end of the year, I believe. Yeah. No oh well, I just saw he's dunking six months after surgery, so okay. That tells so you maybe what, he's back by Christmas. Let's say. Let, I'm reading or up right now. January. When could he return? Um. What are they saying? I just imagine this guy get it coming back. He'll come back when he's ready. All right, there's no. Oh, oh so this is saying ACLs take a full year. You know what? I guess it's longer in basketball because you really everything's everything. I guess in basketball the ACL it's longer because everything's fast twitch and everything's like everything's a your cut. knees like everything's a side. Like yeah, cut. everything's yeah. a cut. Like like as a quarterback, like you're not cutting. You're yeah. just not cutting. You're putting weight so, on it, but you're not cutting. Maybe that's like why you know quarterbacks come back. I think earlier. we also need so, to, like everyone's mind got so uh, polluted on ACLs from Adrian Peterson being a freak of nature. You know, coming back in nine and a half yeah. months and winning a rushing title, rushing for two thousand yeah, yards, and again his position. So they're saying maybe like April would be a full year. So maybe like uh, March or April. Um, like let's let's say March. Let's say he does it in eleven months. Let's say he does it in eleven months. Like he's dunking after five or six months after. Let's say March. Um, you know, so they'll. I mean, they're still gonna be. You know, a four, five, six. They're gonna be. I still think they're gonna be up there. You know, without him. So yeah. Um, if they get if they get him back and healthy again, the chemistry could be a concern with the three of those guys. But I mean, well, you could pick the Suns too. You could still pick the Suns to to go to go there. That's another team. Yeah, yep. You could you could still pick the Suns. I mean, yeah, the Warriors. Some people don't view the Warriors as high as you do. Um, I think they're right in that mix with a lot of the teams I named. Uh, I'm not saying like my view is the Warriors are now like at least seventy five to eighty percent of what they used to be, and what they used to be was one of the most dominant teams in NBA history. So 
I know, but Draymond's not the player he once was, and their and their their role players are not what they were once were. And that's so fair. That's, but that's I think what... I do think Draymond regresses more towards what he was, more to the mean this year with with Clay, especially once Clay comes back a lot. I think he'll be given the ability to go back to a, playing a lot like he used to play. That's my assumption with Draymond. That's what I I predict will happen. Uh, but. I just outside. That's all I'm saying is like outside the Lakers, I don't feel comfortable picking any team over the Warriors. That's basically what it comes down to. And if the Warriors are healthy and Clay is Clay, I feel comfortable picking them over the Lakers. Not saying they're going to demolish them or whatever, but a seven game series, I'm not saying they can they can beat them in a seven game series. I really I want to see them. I want to see how, especially Clay healthy and. You know, I and again, the stipulation with health is big because you can make that case because it's like both Steph and Clay are severe injury risks in regard like Steph's like just like he's always had these hands and knee and ankle injuries. And as he gets older, I know he's always going to be able to shoot, but um, I'm always worried about his ankles, maybe obviously more so, you know, Clay coming off back to back catastrophic injuries, but. You know, if they if they're both healthy, they really do have a shot. Um, I I want to see how they do look. I'm excited to see how they do look. I want to see Wiseman, um, see what he's all about. Uh, I think he's a big question mark. They got Otto Porter Jr. Um, maybe he can help them if he can get his three point shot down. Uh, I I was gonna say he's a sneaky potentially solid addition. You know, if he just yeah, kind of plays his role. He's sneaky, yeah. He he is he is a sneaky um, contributor to them. But uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun in the West. I think it'll be fun in the West because I think there's a lot of uncertainty. I don't think there's one set team to come out of the West really. Um, and the East, I think we kind of differ. So we beg to differ. Yeah, uh, yeah. We got got to give the people a little little bit different uh, opinions here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, running a little long, so let's hop into our uh, NFL uh, picks for Week Seven. Uh, last week, let's see what I got. It went uh, three, you know, on on um, spread. I just need to figure out if I went if I hit my over under. Um, Chiefs Washington over fifty four is my over under. I don't know if that hit. I gotta double check the scores here. Uh, Chiefs Washington. I had that one too. Uh, I had that one too. We will see. It was, it was very. What was it? the over under? Was four right? Fifty four. Fifty four. I think it was like. I think it was like. I think it went over by a hair. I know the Chiefs put up thirty something. So it was third. It was. Uh, thirty-one, thirteen. So missed by one point. No. Oh no, forty-four. Sorry, missed by. Oh wow. Eleven points. I didn't. Okay, so that's a three and one for me then. Um, I Tommy, went, I went to update two, the. I went numbers two and next two, week, but I the line screwed me. I had the Ravens and I had the. Ravens and the Raiders. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's. You want to kick it off for week seven? Yeah, I'll uh, I'll kick it off here. I'm gonna go with. I never I never touch the big lines. I really never touch the big lines, but I'll take I'll take the Cardinals m- minus seventeen right now against the Texans. Um, if if I don't really care about I don't know how do, how do you have a letdown game here? They're they're that bad. Yeah. Um, the the Colts absolutely destroyed them, um, and I I really haven't been taking big big spreads at all. Like I said, so I'll take them. I'll take the I'll take the Titans plus five and a half. I like that home dog. Um, I don't know. I think I think we kind of wrote off the Titans early, and now they're healthy with Brown and Julio, and and we're seeing what type of team they can be with. With with everyone there, and they're not even completely clicking on all cylinders yet, with all their with receivers and Tanny. So, um, you know, the Jets beat them, and they, and they 
They had another bad loss, I think. Who else did they lose to? Was it the Colts or not the Colts? They lost to someone else. So uh, I'll take the home dog. I'm st- the Chiefs still have a lot of issues there. Uh, Mahomes thinks he's God's gift. Uh, he's he's playing so cocky, and he always has, but he's like one behind the lead leader and Wilson in interception. Something Wilson needs to figure I mean, I mean, Mahomes needs to figure it out and stop doing stupid shit, and the defense is so bad. So I actually really like the Titans, plus five and a half. Uh, third one, I'm going to go with... Added. I'm going to go with Cleveland minus two Thursday night. Wow, without Baker, I think huh? That, I, wait, Baker's out? Baker's out. And Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. All right, well, well, we might take not it be back. the wisest pick. We 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 take that back then. I I am gonna go with. I'll go with. No, I don't want to take that either. As the. You know what? I'll I'll go Seahawks plus five home against the Saints. Seahawks plus five against the Saints. Geno Smith is five and one against the spread in his last six. Seahawks play a lot better at home. I don't not hate a sex, not a sexy pick, but no. Five and one, Geno you covers. Know. You never know. Um, all right, I like it. Um, and then we don't have any. I gotta oh, you got an over under. We got over under. I gotta do the over under. Um, over under is gonna be over forty eight and Falcons Dolphins. Okay. All right. Uh, this is the this is the first week we don't have any shared picks or opposing picks. We went entirely different slate. I'm going with the 49ers minus four. I like them. I like Kyle Shanahan coming off a bye. Uh, the, yeah. The Colts just. I don't care what they do. They're not going to be impressive to me. Um, and it, to me, Shanahan is one of those guys. If you give an extra week, he he's gonna he's gonna fuck you up. So 49ers minus four. Uh, next is Eagles plus three. I know the Raiders are coming off their, um, you know, their rah-rah win without Gruden after the, the classic fired coach win. Uh, but the Raiders' strength is in their pass rush. The Eagles are getting uh, Lane Johnson back this week. And also Jalen Hurts can use his feet. So I think they're going to be able to mitigate a little bit of the Raiders' best asset on defense. And... Uh, I'll take the three points in the process. Um, and the last one, my last spread is probably, you know, could be a trap game, but I don't care because they're playing the Giants. Uh, Panthers minus three. I think that Panthers defense is going to make Daniel Jones struggle. Um, Giants have an incredible amount of injuries on on offense. Don't have Barkley. Don't have uh, Andrew Thomas, their left tackle. Don't have who's... By the way, Andrew Thomas has been playing fantastic this year. I believe he's the fifth fifth highest graded left tackle in all of football. Um, but they also don't have Galladay. They didn't have Kadarius Toney. I don't know what his status is, but he got injured in the game against the Rams um, after a solid start. Um, so I'll take the Panthers minus three there. And then I'm going over 47 in Bengals versus Ravens. I think we're going to have a... Hard nosed game. If I had to take that spread, I'd probably take Ravens. But I think I think Joe Burrow's gonna one. gonna put out and uh, put some points on the board against this Ravens defense. Um, so over forty seven, not that high of a number. Um, so yeah, forty ers minus four, Eagles plus three, Panthers minus three, Bengals Ravens over forty seven. Those are the picks for this week, week seven. Um, but I think that's gonna do it for us. Uh, another good episode. Uh, everyone, take a look on the socials. Follow us, Bleacher Fan or Bleacher Fan Sports. Hit that subscribe button on the podcast, and we will see you back here next week.